As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the big stream presented by the big lead. I am Kyle Coster. I'm here with Stephen Douglas, and we are going to take you on a culinary hell tour today as we streamed the menu on HBO Max, a new movie, high concept, starring a completely creepy Rafe Finds, an interesting cast, beautiful cuisine to look at. Stephen, this movie is fascinating to me and I was excited to watch it because I am addicted to these elevator pitch concepts where it's sort of a demented premise. People are going to be gathering in one place. You know things are going to turn out badly. And yet the journey to get there is so interesting because I think it started with Saw. Would you rather this genre where it's just like, okay, you get what's going on there, but the process of seeing how demented and bizarre things get is really fascinating. And this one I think was definitely the most stylistic of any of the movies that I think fit the bill. Yeah. This, I mean, you mentioned saw, but uh, I was reminded a lot more of hostile uh, how it starts as like this straight up version of uh, the, this uh, one genre or this one kind of thing that's happening. And then it kind of, slowly and then faster and faster turns into an absolute horror movie uh but what hostile doesn't have um is that this god this movie was funny um just the way they were lampooning pretty much every single character they had uh just the the culinary world and then like they got the finance bros and they've got all the douchebag the foodies and uh, it, it was just so funny from from the very beginning and uh i i didn't really know i mean i guess i going into the movie i had seen a little bit and i thought it was going to be more like uh uh the most dangerous game it seemed like a movie where they were like gonna hunt and eat the people and I, I'm glad that's what I thought because it turned out to be something completely different. It turned it was a lot of things and it was 
also very focused. Uh, it was just so fun from the first frame to the last. Directed by Mark Mylod, who's done a lot of succession episodes. It, it felt very Adam McKay. The great point about the humor, I think much as the food was rich and textured and nuanced, I think that this movie has a lot to offer. I, when I finished it, I was like, I need to watch it again because yeah. I was struck from the very get-go about this movie. It's clear to me that it's not about food. Um, you know, on its face, it's a chef, a reclusive chef on this exclusive island where people are literally dying to eat at his restaurant and you have a meal with them. And you know that from the previews, the chef is going to be off. But there's a lot of conversation about the artistic process. And from about five minutes in, I was like, are they talking about making movies? Are they talking about writing? I think they're talking about everything that has to do with creating art and putting it out into the universe. So I feel like everything was kind of like an allegory about that and really explorative. And I think that there's a lot of things going on at every single table. You got to watch this one with the subtitles on uh, because there's a lot of background chatter that isn't really picked up by cameras that discuss what it's like to create art and then how that's going to be received by the audience. I thought it was a really smart movie. I'm not sure I grasped everything that it was trying to say, but it never strayed too far away from just entertaining me, entertaining me, and titillating me. And once you start to see what the limits are on this exercise, you understand that nobody is going to make it out alive. And it doesn't really matter that they don't want that they don't make it out alive because that's not what this one's about. Yeah. Um, I think that this movie uh can can be about any any uh medium. Uh it can be about writing or movie making or making TV. Uh any create anything that's creative. Uh it's about art. Um and I think Nicholas Holt's character, uh, who was like who I know best uh, uh from uh Mad- the Mad Max movie from Fury Road, just seeing him with hair is jarring. Uh, he was he was so funny as the douchebag foodie, and he gets to say like art and writing and all that. That's that shit's all bullshit. It doesn't matter. Food, you're like, and just he's like, oh, you you're working with raw materials of life, and um, it, it can be about whatever you want. But I mean, I looked up and the and the writer was literally inspired by going to some fancy ass restaurant like this on his honeymoon. So I. It can be about it can you can make it about whatever art, art you want it to be, but at at its core, it's just a it's just a hilarious and dark twisted story about uh, uh, going to a fancy restaurant. And they don't treat this as an exercise to say that, look, this is all made up and this is all like too highbrow and chefs are con artists. They really care about the food. I, I walked away with a respect for the process and the art form. There's a brilliant line where Fines, who gives so many monologues. Uh, I'm not really sure he got there in terms of like being a full, complete character, but he does really ham it up. He chews scenery. And he at one point he says, your art turns to shit in someone else's stomach. And I was just like, damn, I, it will challenge you. Like it will really challenge you and you think you're kind of getting a a fun, breezy 
uh, slasher film. And then you're kind of like, oh, man, I, I got some stuff to to think about here. Uh, you don't really care about the characters making it out alive or not making it out alive. I think that that's really interesting because they were all there to serve as the avatar for a specific segment of audience. That's all that they were. It's almost like they didn't have individual personalities. It's like they were characters of everything, everybody in the food craze and then also mass market for movies or TV shows or anything like that. Like every 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 different character was so very funny, um, except for I'd, I'd say that the the one set of characters that wasn't funny was uh, the older couple, the married couple. That was that was kind of sad, especially when you find out his relationship with uh, Anya Taylor Joy, who is I mean, this is a, this is a role that was supposed to be played originally by uh, by Emma Stone. And it made me see there was a lot of. She has a lot of Emma Stoneness to her. Uh, she's kind of in everything now. She was in that really good Edgar Wright, another like horror, another horror movie that wasn't like straight up horror. Um, you know, Queen's Gambit. She's she's really good. Um, and she got to play the the hooker with the heart of gold. And she, I don't. It was just. I mean, and again, that that was about the service industry and doing what you like to do. Um, just every everybody was so fun and and you're not supposed you're i mean the only one you're really rooting for is anya taylor joy and everybody else you're supposed to dislike and that's why she was out of place there um but yeah i mean and easily the i mean the two things that stand out were with the chef were um why he was mad at john leguizamo's character it was absolutely hilarious and then uh and when he's the Taco Tuesday thing was absolutely the most dark and twisted thing ever. But on top of that, when he says Taco Tuesday, I lost it. That was just the greatest delivery of a two word line I I can ever remember. And he's an unreliable narrator because he speaks about growing up in, in Waterloo, Iowa yeah. at one point, And then he, he says something else later. And I think that like, the camera catches someone being like, yeah, this guy's, what is this guy not lying about? You know, like what's honest and, and what's a veneer? Um, the old people, Judith Light um, yeah. is in this and criminally underutilized. I read one review that said her role is literally the wife uh, and she's capable of so much more. She's probably the most accomplished actor outside of fines uh, in this picture. So I thought that that was interesting that they gave her so little to do. Yeah, um, so- this movie is about set pieces, as everything else in this genre is. Um, you, with each course, you get a presentation. Um, maybe it's not so. It's and it just pulls from so many different things that we like, like um, Squid Game. So each course was kind of like an event uh, in Squid Game. I got the feeling that it reflected one of my all-time favorite movies, Midsummer, especially mm -hmm. the ending. Like it was all of this where you build up to like, it's just these stages where they escalate things and you're so excited by like the third one to see like, oh God, what's going to come next? Because it's going to be different than what you expect. They did a really, mm -hmm. really good job making all of the courses correspond to like these perverted, insane stories. But then they would also show 
the food beautifully photographed with like a little caption yes. uh, saying what it was. And I just think that, that the storytelling, all the choices, like everything was so beautiful to look at, even the setting, like um, out, out there on the island, like the deaths, like we had that, the, the moment where like the financier is, they put angel wings on him and they dip him underwater. Like it's just, they <laughs> shared no Flapping her arms. Right. They spent, spared no expense being like, how do we create like just an awesome vibe? And these moments are really going to sit with me, I think, more than uh, maybe some other cheap thrills you get in like-minded movies because it was like big budget and like, let's make this beautiful. Yeah, my my only big question is what was what was uh, Taylor's original date supposed to be? Um, I, I, I really want to know what what uh, she did to deserve to be there. But yeah i the the angel part was just so funny and i mean obviously dark but and just watching the finance bros from the time they get they get on the boat and you like you just know who they are and they're and it's um one of the guys from succession the i don't remember his name the uh the dot the website guy from succession and then uh one of the guys from uh, uh, Broad City and a very different character. And they're just such douchebags and they're so perfect. And like the, the, the way they're like, do you know who I am? And she's like, you work for, and they're like, well, we work with, and just, yeah, I, it is definitely a movie that I, I just want to watch over and over again, because it, it would, there are just so many great lines and pretty much everything. Yeah, you mentioned this earlier. Uh, I don't think I've ever been more excited than when I saw John Leguizamo on the screen. My wife said, oh, John Leguizamo. And I was like, you know, this is going to get good. Like, he's great. And he's weird. Uh, he plays, basically, I thought he was playing Johnny Depp. Uh, he was dressed like yeah. Johnny Depp. Um, he was, you know, a BS artist. He was lying. Um, he was trading in on his fame. Uh, but he seemed nice though. Like I liked his character. Um, the way that the diners interact with each other too, really interesting choice here. They barely talk to each other Yeah, and they don't work together <laughs> and they're just so preoccupied, uh, with their own lives. Uh, also, also some great misdirects, um, at one point, they think they're going to get rescued uh, with like the, this, uh, the Coast Guard comes in that leads to one of the more elaborate practical jokes practical jo uh, I've ever seen with just in tremendous payoff. Um, it just just when I thought I was going to get my arms around this movie, um, it, it, it veered and it twisted uh, in a new way. Yet, I'm not 100 percent sure. It stuck the landing. There's some discussion in the film that everything has been portioned out for you to be exactly satisfied. And I wonder if that's what they tried to do here. Like maybe you're supposed to be walking away being like, okay, well, I'm still a little bit hungry. What did you think overall? Um, is this a classic or is this just a really enjoyable movie to experience a few times because it's interesting? I think it might be very rewatchable. Um, I I love the way that 
I mean, not all the characters, but like definitely the main character, uh, uh, Margot. She she did a lot of things that made sense. She didn't. I mean, the other people are so self involved or like think they run the place, or or John Leguizamo. So he's rich and famous, so he's used to getting his way. And like they kind of were, they weren't doing anything that didn't really make sense. Nicholas Holt's character, uh, Tyler, Tyler, he uh, he was just so. We, he was so absorbed. They were all so pretentious. Um, and I love the way that they like didn't try and keep this a mystery, kind of. They kind of, he, from the, as things started to get weird, he was, the chef was like being honest with Annie Taylor George, like, you, you don't belong here. You know, we're all going to die. I mean, there early, was no early, like that, that's yeah. a very early reveal. And, you know, they followed through on it. So it's like the movie kind of spoiled itself because it's not really about the end game. And, and when it got to the ending um, and it was just so, I mean, you're like, it's so over the top, but also like the design of like all the way they laid out the graham crackers and everything on the floor, it was art right down to the last meal. Uh, but the, the sight of them wearing the marshmallow vests with the chocolate hats was just, I mean, that that's, I mean, this movie is a comedy. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a little horror thriller, but I mean, at its heart, this movie is just so funny right down to the very end with her just eating the burger on the boat. Just, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it might be a classic. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be one that, you know, it's going to be like the, tcm top 100 movies of all time or anything but people i think are gonna look back at the menu and years from now and be like you know this is a great film yeah and i asked that because it's 7.4 on imdb which seems low to me mm. i don't remember that much discussion about it since it's come out um i i, I wonder if people just didn't get it and i wonder if the key is kind of like admitting that you don't get it on the first watch it would be interesting after like the fifth time through how we're going to process what's going on uh question perhaps unanswerable question <laughs> did you understand the pivotal moment where Margot is able to get away and hatches her plan did you understand what happened there she gets in this house she gets in the chef's house chef slowick's house and is looking at old pictures and notice that he used to flip burgers. So her plan is to ask for a burger. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
because it will take him back to that time in his life where cooking was simple and he didn't have the pressure. Did, did you understand that? Yeah, I, I think that he, she saw, I mean, he's he's got the big smile. He's made the perfect, like just regular American cheeseburger and he's wearing the Kiss the Cook shirt. He's got a smile on his face. Uh, this is clearly in a room with a bunch of special things to him. Uh, and he talks about how, you know, people are just, they just don't really appreciate it. They're there just to be able to say they were there. And he talks about how he's lost, like, the joy. And, like, she calls him out for, you know, saying there's no love in the cooking. And, I mean, clearly at that point when you're getting ready to murder, uh, do a murder-suicide pack with, uh, you know, a few dozen people, uh, the love probably has faded a bit. And when she orders just that simple cheeseburger, it, it clearly takes him back and it, it makes him feel like a real, a real cook in a restaurant where people aren't afraid to, where they just want the simple thing, something really good. And just the way she played it was just so perfect. It's like, ah, oh, my eyes are bigger than my stomach. And can I get a doggy bag or to go? And just the way they, that they have the they have everything at this restaurant and even though it's meant to be perfectly proportioned so that you eat as much as you need or so you're perfectly full they still have like the to-go he's got the paper plate that he serves it on like it just shows that they do have everything but yeah it definitely just i mean that's what it clearly did it took him back to a a port a point in his life where he was happy cooking and he knew that he was like making people happy with what he was making i see i think that the most enjoyable part of the movie the character that i loved the most was the critic um she is uh from ozark uh she plays in ozark meets an unfortunate and uh really great actress but she has championed chef slowick from the very beginning and she's there with the her magazine editor uh, for like the 30th time or something. And uh, basically he begged her to come back uh, for one last ride to run it back. Last dance, Michael Jordan style. Um, but as things spiral out of control, uh, you see her pretending and also assessing it uh, at that table. So you're, it becomes extraordinarily meta because they're talking about the food but they're also talking about what's developing in the movie and they're kind of lying where they're like, they think that they understand it. Right. They're like, Oh, it's so theatrical. Like, I mean, a sous chef commits suicide by shooting himself in the head and they think it's an act. Um, they're just, they realize what's happening far too late. All the elements, the, when they printed out the personalized tortillas, like, I just love that they sat around and they came up with ideas that were just so spectacular. Because when you think about it, like, the many didn't make a tremendous amount of sense. It wasn't that cohesive. Like, they're eating chicken wow. chicken with, with tortilla and, and no sauce. Like, that doesn't seem like it made sense. But it was just, like, that enabled them to all look at their tortillas that had, like, printed images on them and i'm just like oh this don't is let chef hear, hear you say that no yeah you don't uh see and that's the other thing too the bread without bread was probably the 
That that was definitely the uh, the best culinary punchline. Okay, so yeah, you know, you say don't let chef hear you say that. <laughs> the chef did not love Tyler's whole vibe, and Tyler was basically treating him like a god. What he responded to was the pushback and the tough love. So, are we meant to understand that if other, was this a test? Was this a test in any diner that was brave enough to stand up to him was going to be able to escape? Or was he always kind of going to let her go because she wasn't supposed to be there? And in his mind, that would have sullied the art form because he's a completist and has thought everything through. Yeah, maybe because like the finance bros, like they wanted the bread to go with the bread without bread. Uh there, there were, I mean, there was definitely a little pushback from some of the, uh, especially the diner, the finance bros and uh, John Leguizamo's character. Uh, but she she was not supposed to be there. I think that had a lot to do with it. I think he was ready to kill her. But when he, she, the combination of her not supposed to, not supposed to be there and then her being able to, you know, transport him back and make him feel like a, make him feel alive again, really. Uh, yeah, I I think that led to it. I don't I don't know if because all the rest of the people in his mind deserved what they were getting. I don't think there was any uh, escape, even though he did give him the chance to run the men. Um, so a sporting chance. So it was just another you know a element, a lot of different elements to this movie. Uh, and that led to the the scene where they were the women were all inside eating, and uh. Uh, well, there's two things. There's first where I think it was uh, Leguizamo's uh, assistant who was like, I don't I don't usually like foam. Like they're just still trying to talk and be nice. And and then Nicholas Holt looking through the window because he knows he's missing another course as he as he is after it's clear that he they're going to murder him. And all he still cares about is just like getting this experience so he can put it on Instagram. Uh, I mean, the the presentation of the food was so funny uh and so good and so i can't I, I can't imagine doing that kind of experience like you compare it to like we, we got to go to the really nice steakhouse and like that was just like that was just big good food i can't imagine if all that if that shit came out and like reductions and uh and foaming and uh and like fog ascending from it well you know i've only had one experience like that in my life i forget what it was called uh one day one year for my birthday my wife took me to uh this kind of like experimental place where it's just like it's ice cream that tastes like pizza and it's all this weird stuff and at one point they like turn the lights off and the point of that is to say it was an incredibly disorienting experience. I gave myself completely over to the chef because it's just like, I guess I'm eating this. Like this whole thing is yeah. weird down to like, you know, when you go to places like that, you know, not that we know too often, you don't order. You just eat whatever they give. So it's like the diners are giving themselves all the way over to the chefs. And then obviously in in this movie, the kitchen staff there it was really interesting and maybe not explored enough of why were they there? 
I don't you know, know. Obviously, like this is a cultish experience. Oh. It ends like Jamestown or Heaven's Gate or any number of things, but we don't explore why the staff has decided to pay that ultimate sacrifice, which we learn wasn't even the chef's idea. Or at the very least, it was altered by someone yeah. who, uh back of house who's like, hey, you know, we should all die. Yeah, it's I mean Every every time we we talk about any any movie now, I it's either like I can picture a sequel or a prequel. I would like to see a prequel about how this came to be. I want to see how all these. I mean, I understand an angel investor uh, giving a uh, Michelin chef money to set up a fancy restaurant on an island, an exclusive experience. Uh, what I don't understand is how he gets uh, 12 people to work for him who are, I, I, and I, how these people all are like, yeah, I'm going to join this uh, cooking cult and uh, just live in these barracks that whenever the, they come, the people coming for dinner, they get to walk by and uh, knock around my toothbrush on my, uh, on my one wooden table. Um and another thing I thought of uh, when I was probably about halfway through this movie is what this movie would be like if you replace the kitchen staff with the uh, staff from the bear. I, I would love to see um, them doing the uh, the murder meal um, and just how, you know, it's like, oh, for the amuse bouche, it's, it's a steak sandwich. And then the first course is a meatloaf and the main course is spaghetti with a hundred dollar bills dripping in it. It's cool that um, the bear came first. Um, <laughs> I think if the bear was playing off this one, uh, it, it would feel a little bit hollow because they've already taken this experience to 11. Like, you know, the, the family drama is, is probably not going to uh, hit quite as hard. Um, yeah, man, like, I guess a takeaway is that if you set something in a kitchen right now, like that's a hot idea. Um, all the elements are there. Like, it makes sense too. like, there's a lot of drama. You get a lot of characters that are very believable that you would believe work in a kitchen. Uh, there's mooring aspects where you can always go back to the food the interaction with the customers is always going to be dynamic. You can change it out any way you want. I, to that end, to that end, I don't think that they should ever sully this by no. doing a sequel or doing something, or a remake, but really you could make something kind of similar uh, to this and it would be good. Um, I don't know if this is the best version of what it could have been, but it's it's damn close. And I think if Fines was just a little bit more clear in his intentions and we understood exactly why this was happening, which is kind of pushed to the side, I think that this becomes something that's really, really, really special and maybe not just for the people who are willing to meet this movie halfway, which I feel like you and I both are uh, to really enjoy it. 
Yeah, I think that is probably something big in movies that if something like this, if we need to know why he's so fed up, if we need to know how this came to be, then the movie doesn't work. The fact that we're just like, yeah, okay, we're we're rolling with this. That's how good the movie is. If the movie is less good, we're asking that question a lot more and it's bothering us. But since everything is so good in the movie and I, I mean, yeah, fines is like, I mean, yeah, I would, I would love to hear that initial conversation with him and the woman he tried to sleep with a couple times who then he didn't talk to for eight months where he's like, oh man, I really like to kill my customer or I hate my customers. And she's like, yeah, me too. We should murder them all at a, uh, at a dinner one time. And he's like, yeah, okay. Hey, the rest of you guys in? Yeah. Yes, chef. All right. Well, let's go. But um, yeah, I just in, enjoyed this little world so much. And I mean, yeah, you could definitely, a a man with less scruples would write a screenplay called The Menu 2 and would set it with another frustrated chef in another fancy location. Um but but that's not me, mostly because I don't have the willpower to write an entire screenplay. Like I said, I think this was the most stylistic of the genre, which I would say is my favorite thing to stream mindlessly on my, my TV. I'm addicted to it. The time has come to give ratings here. <laughs> I will give this movie three and a half Michelin stars out of four. Everything in my being wants to be bold and give it four stars because I just had such a fantastic time with it. But I do think there were a few elements that held it back that I feel like with a couple more edits, it could have got to a place uh, that brought me uh, taking it back to like that what started this whole obsession saw. I remember walking out of saw and, and just feeling like I had watch the wheel be reinvented and I felt invigorated with this one. I was super happy. I watched it. And like I said, I can't wait to go back and pick up on all the nuance, but I just wasn't as like, Oh, that's a masterpiece. Like Midsummer was. Well, is this three and a half out of four or five? Four. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'd have to go with four on my initial and like I watched the first half, uh, a couple nights ago and then when we decided to do this i i went back to finish and i'm like well i'm not just gonna finish it i'll just start it over and i just was glued to the screen just waiting for certain things to happen and enjoying them uh and laughing all over again and i was so excited to hear him say taco tuesday the second time through um the first time i saw it, it was just joy like, oh, this that's amazing. And this time through, I'm like, I can't wait for it to happen. And it happened. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that was just as good. Uh, so I would I would give this four out of four Michelin stars. I don't even I don't even think they do that. I I think it might be illegal to give more than like three, right? I mean, we're chef is not gonna be happy again with us. I don't know. I mean, what I'm working with with Michelin stars, the most recent uh, thing in my brain about it is uh, it's a plot point in the latest season of Emily's in Paris. Uh, is it just Emily in Paris? I don't know. It doesn't Are there multiple Emily's. I don't know. I think there's just one Emily. Uh, that'd yeah, be a, that'd be a funny Emily. sequel for that How much show. Emily yeah, in Paris. they're just two Emily, two Paris. Um, yeah, I know. I think you I think you 
just get one or two. I don't know. But again, this is, you know, we've established practice on this podcast that we're going to play extremely fast and loose with our rating system. So, you know, I thought I could go for it, but uh, I guess I'm getting called out. Yeah. Well, as many Michelin stars as you want to give it, I, I would give it that many and more. I, I just enjoyed it greatly. Um, and I, I think it's just a wickedly funny comedy. Um, and, and the food porn part was just, I don't even know if you can call it food porn when it's like this artistic brand of food, but I mean, it's food porn, but also a snuff film. Uh, it's, it's just, it's great from start to finish and I, I can't wait to watch it again. Yeah, absolutely. The one thing I would say in closing though, is I could envision a scenario where this is not for everybody. Uh, mm. I could see recommending it highly and, and like, I don't think that my parents would particularly like it. Um, well, it's for us big city libs. That's right. That's right. All right. That's the big stream. That was the menu, uh, a movie that we, we just can't stop thinking about. Uh, I, I hope that this takes off uh, in the meme world. I feel like there's a lot of good memes uh, to be called from it. I'm Kyle Coster. That was Stephen Douglas. Keep reading the big lead. Keep checking this podcast feed occasionally because we're always watching things. Happy New Year. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.